0: You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Gina, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you doing today?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you. What can I answer for you today?
1: Okay. So I'm at the point where um, I need to like start getting my story together
0: because
1: I do want to apply And I've been holding off on applying to, this is my second cycle. Okay. And I have not clicked submitted. Like the first time around, I opened the application and like, I didn't feel ready. Okay. And then this application, I actually started like three drafts of personal statements, went over um, my EC, wrote them down. I went over my CV with actually medical students to actually see what I'm missing. But I'm still not quite ready, and I don't know how to um, kind of go about my story. So that's where I'm at.
0: When you say you're not ready, what does that mean? Are you saying you're not ready because you don't have any confidence in your application, or are you saying you're not ready because you're missing part of your application, whether it's classes or an MCAT score or something else?
1: I think it's because I'm missing stuff and I don't know because I did apply for my master's program and okay. I got denied to all of them.
0: Okay. And what, what kind of master's program?
1: So there were biomedical science, MS programs, and then the other one was human humanities, which is from university of Rochester. And then the other program was drug So pathway into medical school. Okay. I don't know if you heard that yeah. one. Yeah. So,
0: so more, um, masters to, to boost your GPA. And that's, that's why you were doing the masters. Yes. What's your undergrad GPA?
1: 3.03.
0: Okay. That's cumulative.
1: Yes. What, what's your science? 3.0.
0: Okay. So you're right on the cusp of, uh, yes. needing to improve that. Um, why do you think you were denied from the masters programs?
1: So, I spoke to them and they told me it was my GPA one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was getting different things. I was getting that I should do a post back. I shouldn't look into a post Um, This program is not a fit for you. And I'm like, okay. And then I applied <laughs> to the... Um, it was New York. Oh, I also applied to New York medical college mm-hmm. they have an medical SMP. science program. There was a traditional pathway. So I did okay. that one the two years and I actually spoke to the, the Dean of the actual program. And he told me, yes, this is a great fit for you. And then I applied and I didn't get an acceptance letter. And then he called me and then he was like, I saw your application. You have positive attributions. Like you're a great, you're a great person. The It's just your grades. And I was yeah. like, okay. And I'm like, but I did have like, um, a peak, like, a increased peak upward trend. So, yeah. Upward trend. Okay. And
0: how, how long was your upward trend?
1: Okay. So I've gone to my lowest, which was a 2.5.
0: Okay. And that was a semester was actually, or for a year.
1: That was probably a semester. Cause after okay. I saw that, I automatically, like, started taking summer classes, I retook classes, okay. and I did all of that. Okay. And then I ended up, my last semester GPA was a 3.2. Okay.
0: So still not and, outstanding, right? If you were like, my yeah. last semester GPA was a 4.0, then I'd go, oh, that's amazing, right? Yeah. Um, so still not great. So let me ask you, why do you think you're struggling with your grades?
1: Um, so one thing is that Spanish was my first language. Okay. And it was hard for me to study. I kind of understand the concepts because high school, it wasn't really much of a science space. I didn't really have that foundation. Okay. So How long I have you been in the States?
0: College,
1: I was born here. but like You were born here, but Spanish immigrants. is
0: spoken at home. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. My
1: parents are immigrants, so they don't really speak English. Okay.
0: Do you still so, live at home? Yes. Do your parents still speak Spanish in the house? Yes. Okay. So in those situations, it's really weird because I'm like, stop speaking Spanish in the house, right? <laughs> for, for, I've, I've had this conversation so much with students, and it's, it, it feels like culturally wrong for me to say that, right? I, I, understand, I understand that as the white man sitting here. Um, but, but I truly believe for you to maximize your, uh, your abilities in the classroom and especially on the MCAT the more that you can speak English more than Spanish, the better you will be. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like, can you potentially do that to say, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, grandparents, wh- whoever's living in the home with you, um can we can we have an English night only right <laughs> and I'll mm-hmm. I'll help you with your English I'm going to help me with my English whatever it is to potentially help you with your your study skills because if you're potentially attributing your your struggles your GPA struggles uh with potentially being a a second language student then to fix that speak more English right um mm-hmm. But the, the bigger issue for me potentially is, is not that English is your second language. There's potentially something else because I know plenty of ESL students who, who do fine in their mm-hmm. classes. They struggle on the MCAT where that usually shows their head. Talk to me about your schedule. When, when you're taking classes, right, your 3.2 your last semester your mm-hmm. last year, how many credits was that? Eighteen. So full load, right? Full of classes. Load, was, Were you working?
1: No. Well, I had a work study, but it was okay. Just with my breaks, but it wasn't like it was just ten hours a week. Okay. Not really like much. What of a commitment. What
0: else was filling your time?
1: That was about it.
0: Just and class,
1: gym, stuff. So just class work. Yeah. Doing work.
0: Okay. Okay. It was just work. <laughs> yeah. So so that's a bigger concern for me that you're still only at a 3.2 fully dedicated to school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so for me, the question is are you utilizing all of the services available to you? And I, I've done a YouTube video. I don't know when this Ask Dr. Gray video is going to come out, but I, I've done a YouTube video that's either out there or coming out soon that talks about kind of resources for, for studying. So are you utilizing resources? Are you going to your office hours, the professor's office hours? Are you going to your academic advising center and talking to the advisors there and looking at tutoring options, whether free or paid. Are you forming study groups with other classmates? Are you going on YouTube and utilizing all of the free resources on YouTube and, and videos on YouTube? How, how are you studying and how have you, as you've gone through this process and, and have continued to struggle, how have you changed what you've done? Or have you at all? I have. Okay.
1: I have gone to my professors. I have gone to tutoring sessions. Okay. Um, I do go to my advisor. Just that over the years, like, it's, my school lacked a lot of that, like, pre-med support. And... Yeah, that's,
0: that's not an excuse. Was, you yeah. You don't need pre-med support to do well in chemistry.
1: So that's true, yes. Right. And, yeah, and then... I would go to my professors all the time. Like, I remember I did fail Oracle once. And then I retook it and I got an A. Great. Exactly. So I'm like, I know I can do it, but I don't know what, like, what I'm getting at is that if I should look into a post back, like in another school, because I did look up like my university and like, I've taken all the classes, Mm -hmm. which was the highest is cell bio and genetics. Yeah. And i taken them.
0: Yeah. So you've, you've kind of taken everything that you can take at your current school. So, right. so for me, a post-bac is something that you'll probably need to do, uh, whether that's a do-it-yourself post-bac uh, at a community college or another four-year university that has options for other classes. Uh, I, I think that's what you need to do. And I'd probably recommend mm-hmm. that over a master's. So I'm almost happy that you didn't get into any of the master's programs because I, I think doing an undergrad postback, right a postback that the classes are undergrad classes they're going to count towards your undergrad gpa on your application i think i think that will benefit you more than doing a master's and that's just mm-hmm. talking to schools and talking to students who aren't getting in because they have low undergrad gpas but strong master's gpas it just seems like schools are valuing more and more the undergrad gpa uh even if you have a strong master's gpa so um I would look at um a postback. And it doesn't have to be a formal postback. It doesn't have to be something where you're you're spending thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for a year or two at a formal uh, postback place. Um, if you think you need that level of advisement which those programs usually offer you where that's dedicated pre-med advisors for postback students, um, if you think you need that, then I would potentially mm-hmm. look into that. But you could easily just go to your local community college um, and, and take the classes that you need, um, potentially repeating some classes. At, at some point, you're going to run out of more and more kind of upper division classes and you're going to start yes. either repeating classes that you've already taken. Maybe you've gotten season or D's in. You already retook that one F, which is great. Um but but taking more classes is going to be important. And so, if you just go onto the double AMC website, they have a postback database. Uh, hopefully, medicalschoolhq.net will have one soon as well, um, with reviews on postbacks. But if you go to the wMC database now uh, and filter by an academic enhancer program, which is what you need.
1: Okay.
0: Have you looked into doing a postback?
1: Yes, okay. I have. Two. There's one in Columbia and then there's one in Hofstra. Okay. Um, I'm still waiting back from Hofstra, but I did go to their open house and I spoke to an advisor okay. to like go over like my situation. Like what classes can they offer me Yep. in terms of to boost my GPA and that pre-med support.
0: Yeah. And Have you looked good, into doing like- a do-it-yourself post back?
1: Well the one in Hofstra is kind of do it yourself okay. postback cuz it's it's a year but peop, um they said like you can do it like your own schedule. So
0: You but can I'm do it your own schedule wanted. but is it is it like you are accepted to our postback program pay us
1: $30,000? Yes, probably.
0: Yeah, that's probably. So do it yourself one is where you just you go to to Hofstra as as an undergrad student. And register to take classes without signing up for a the postback program, and they may or may not let okay. you take classes in that way as a non degree seeking student. And so you may have to register for a second degree, and then just take the classes you need, and then just drop out like like half of college <laughs> students do anyway, uh, and just get the classes okay. you need. Um, and so you could you could potentially do that uh, as well.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I was also looking into um, Hunter College.
0: Yep. Yep. Hunter has a good uh, post-bac program.
1: Mm-hmm. But that was it. Like, that was like my concern. Like I didn't know what to do. Like I want to apply so bad. And
0: yeah. You want to, to apply, home. but I, I don't think you're ready to apply. Just based, yeah, no. based on grades, right? You want to apply with the best possible application um and gpa wise right you're above the cutoffs that i would say is reasonable but your your gpa just it's it's like i i'd want you to be a little bit higher if possible showing at least uh a semester or two right if you could do like 20 or 30 hours over the next year and get as close to a 4.0 as possible, then I would say, great, go ahead and apply, obviously with a strong MCAT, with shadowing and clinical experience and all of that other stuff as well that you need on your application to prove to yourself that this is what you want to do. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't think you need a two-year post I think you could probably do a year of classes and, and potentially be ready to apply next year. Next year. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm looking forward to and doing next year and okay. applying. Yeah.
0: All right. So my biggest concern for you is you going and registering for a post or a do-it-yourself post or getting accepted into a, a, a traditional post and going in with the same study skills with the same kind of level of of attention and, and process that you have now and you get a 3.2 in your post-bac as well, right? That, that will hurt you a lot. And so I just want to make sure that you are doing as much as possible right now to prepare yourself for getting A's as soon as you step foot in the post program or extra post classes. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. If you want help with the MCAT, go check out the MCAT podcast at the mcatpodcast.com.